Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. WQAD Podcast Network. The Cities with Jim Mertens. A production of WQPT. PBS for the Quad Cities region. A podcast in partnership with WQAD. What's going on in the Quad Cities? Activities, events, fun, politics, sports, local issues, and opinions. And now, your host, Jim Mertens. I'm Jim Mertens, and this is The Cities. Justice served. The conviction on all three felony counts of former Minneapolis police officer Derek Chauvin in the death of George Floyd could be a watershed moment for policing in America because it could lead to better treatment of minority suspects and it could help weed out bad cops and help keep the good officers. Or it may do none of that. It may have just been an unusual conviction of an officer caught on videotape. Nothing more, nothing less. We talked with the head of the Davenport NAACP, Michael Guster. Is this a watershed moment that some people think it is, or, or are we reading too much into these verdicts? I don't think so. I believe uh, it is a watershed moment uh, simply because uh, you don't have very many uh, uh, verdicts where we've had juries to come back and convict uh, white policemen for the uh, death of a black uh, person in this country. I, I think, uh, you know, when you uh, look at it and uh, you review that moment uh, of that tape for nine minutes and 22 seconds, I don't think that, uh, you know, anyone can look at it and come to any other conclusion. Well, and, when you look, and I, I apologize. And, and one would totally agree with that. And that's why I wonder is it that videotape that made all the difference in the world? Absolutely, because, you know, uh, um, many other times there has been uh, a, a videotape available, but it has not been very explicit. And it has taken this moment, this time, for uh, accountability to be to take place. And so... Uh, you know, we can't sit back and allow these type of actions to uh, continue to uh, fester in our country. And uh, police departments all around uh, the country has to be accountable for these type of actions. In Illinois, they enacted major changes in law enforcement, uh, training, reporting, cash bail changes, changes in chokeholds. That's Illinois. What do you want to see Iowa do? I think in Iowa we've we've done some similar things. Uh, I know they have uh, banned they haven't banned chokehold, but they have uh, did some things where you know they've banned contact to the head, neck, and spine. But there are other things they can do. We need to ban no knock warrants. We need to ban chokeholds. We need to uh, institute legislative that legislative. Uh, 
uh, uh, law that uh, covers uh, cash bail changes in this uh, state. And so, you know, those are the kind of things that we can do over here in Iowa that would just make it a much, much, much better for uh, Iowans as a whole. And once again, we're talking about the videotape that was used as evidence. I mean, a lot of people are calling for every police department to have uh, body cameras uh, on their officers that are operated at all times. Body cams are so vital, so important. Uh, it, I, I believe it's just uh, something that we've got to mandate all around the country that all officers wear and have these uh, body cams, dash cams on whenever they are uh, interacting with the public. As you know, uh, the narrative that the uh, Minnesota Police Department put out right after the death of George Floyd was completely different from what the videotape showed us. So uh, videotape uh, can tell us and show us what the truth is. And so uh, we have to revisit these policies and and things and uh, make sure that they are something that is a requirement versus something that uh, is an option. You know this so well is that minority groups have told uh, young black males and I guess young black females as well um, what to do if there's a traffic stop because you know they're afraid of being treated differently or or how to interact with police uh, because of the fear of being treated differently. Is that still ongoing? Absolutely. It must continue to go on. I tell you that uh, I have a 17-year-old uh, uh, grandson, an 18-year-old grandson, and I am just uh, ter ter terrified uh, uh, in terms of uh, when they go out because of this simple reason here of driving. And so I think our police departments have got to uh, uh, afford our black children's respect and and, and we got to learn how to de-escalate uh, as opposed to escalation. And then we've got to be able to collect data on police encounters to ensure safety for our communities. It's just, it's just a must, but uh, we, we put our hands on the steering wheel and, uh, hey, we get our information out, whatever our identification we need, and put it on the dash so that we don't have to make any sudden moves uh, because that just almost turns uh, into a deadly situation for black men. And I ask you that because I wonder if you now uh, really help educate people by saying that if you're a, a bystander, to get your camera out, to get your phone out, to record the instance, because everyone's got a, a, a phone now with cameras. And I'm just wondering, is that now the new next step, the new normal? I, I think that's vital. I think it's important uh, that we uh, capture uh, these uh, stops, especially when uh, you see excessive force that's being used by policemen, wherever they may be. And, uh, uh, you know, my hat's off to this young lady here that, uh, that that would not be moved and she stood her ground and uh, uh taped the man that was breathing and and all of a sudden nine minutes and 22 seconds later he is lifeless and so we've got to do these kind of things to help uh, uh not only to help but to, to to hold the uh police departments and law enforcement accountable for their actions it's very important as you know all it takes is one instance 
uh, for, for, for you know, such a terrible, terrible thing to happen and then to spark you know, protests and anger within the community. All it would take is one instance in Davenport. So I ask you, what is the relationship between the NAACP and Davenport Police? Is it improving? Are there areas you see that needs more improvement? I, I think there's room for improve, improvement always, but we have a, a good relationship with uh, both uh, the uh, police chief in uh, Davenport as well as Bedendorf and uh, sheriff uh, personnel, uh, as well as uh, uh, members of the uh, state police that are, are assigned to this area. Uh, uh, and I don't want to get ahead of the uh, the announcement, but we will be uh, probably real soon having a news conference to uh, to alert the public how we are working on uh, policies, training, accountability, funding, recruitment, and uh, hiring practices, uh, youth programming, and community outreach. Some things that we are doing to be proactive in the Davenport Bedendorf community, so as to uh, maybe preclude from having incidents like this to happen in in our community. Because as you know, in Davenport, there was an ongoing uh, survey and, and, and a data search by St. Ambrose University that was looking into uh, Davenport policing and, and in particular um, targeting certain uh, groups of people in certain neighborhoods and whether or not that really was effective in lowering the crime rate in those neighborhoods. Is that an ongoing approach that you want to see? That, that's something that we're going to incorporate into this uh, new uh, task force, for lack of a better word, uh, uh, with, with Davenport uh, Police Chief. Uh, uh, we're trying to include the uh, Bettendorf Police Chief. Uh, I don't think he's quite on board, but we'll we'll continue to work in, and incorporate that into our uh, uh, MOU, and uh, we, we've got more information to come, and I just don't want to get ahead of where we are, where we are at uh, with uh, DCAP and and the racial profiling. But we will be doing that. That's that's uh, that's something I think that's it's going to happen. Yes, we are of uh, the same generation, um, and you're seeing, like you said, you have uh, children, and now you have grandchildren. You have been through an awful lot, and it's pretty much okay. Things are getting better. Just wait, things will get better. This generation seems to be saying, no, enough is enough. Let's get this fixed now. Absolutely. Uh, well, let me just tell you, when you look up, look at the makeup of these protests, when you look at uh, these young people, they are saying that we are not going to put up with what uh, the status quo. This generation is, is, is so likely, so uh, more likely to oppose racism and, 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 and work for change. When you look at the protest in Minnesota and around the country, uh, you know, uh, the majority of it uh, is white protesters that are joining the forces with us because they know that this is wrong. They, they, they know that uh, we should be working together for a better America. This is not a, a black problem. It's an American problem, and it's a problem that we have here in Davenport. And so uh, I, I just applaud these young people, you know, uh, and what they are doing and, and, and continue to do. Because you saw some of that this past summer. I mean, I, I think back to the, uh, the efforts that uh, ended at Vanderveer Park 
and the large uh, coming together uh, of all types of people. And how many young people and how many parents brought their children to such an event? Absolutely. You, you see that and uh, people want to know what they can do, how they can help, how they can get involved. And, 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 and the, the change uh, uh, in terms of what we are seeing it's just uh, phenomenal, and uh, I, I mean, I just applaud that. And I and, and we have, w when you look at it, we have got more people that want the right change as opposed to people that want to stay the status quo in this country. And we just got to step above the freight and continue to do those things that are right, those things that uh, make America make uh, Davenport, that makes our better for every member in this community. That's the president of the Davenport NAACP, Michael Guster. Thanks for listening to The Cities with Jim Mertens. And watch The Cities Thursday nights at 7, Sunday afternoon at 4, and Monday night at 6 on WQPT, PBS for the Quad Cities region. WQAD Podcast Network.